Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Eric, isn't that a great song? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very catchy. <laughs> That's the Traveling Wilburys. Uh, End of the Line is the name of that song. Love that song. And, um, you know, as I look out the window, Eric, I think to myself, what a lovely day to take your dog for a walk. It's absolutely perfect because it's not raining and it's not too hot. And It's uh, September. It's September. Yeah. My birthday month. Next next week, I will be a different age. 37. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my... You don't look a day over 36. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Good my going. birthday's on Monday. So we have a great show today. Actually, speaking of taking your dog for a walk, so that's something that we say on a lot of the shows here. Um, what a great day it is to take your dog for a walk. The point being, it's always a great day to take your dog for a walk. Yeah. Um, if it's super hot where you are, just go early in the morning, you know, that kind of thing. But the point is get out with your dog, get them some mental and physical stimulation and, you know, yourself some quiet time with your dog, quality time. And and, exercise. And exercise. So there's this. For both you and your dog. There's an app called Woof Tracks, and I'm going to be talking with the founder um, in the second part of the show today. It's actually an app and their tagline is take your walk for a dog. And you just you get download the app. It's called Woof Tracks and you just like log on or something every time you go and walk your dog and they donate every time you do that they donate money to a shelter or rescue. Huh. Cool, huh? Yeah, kind of like a little personal walkathon if you yeah. will, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's you can great. do you can do as much as you can. So isn't your dog lucky if you get really into wolf tracks and also, you know, shelters and rescues, too? So that's great. I'm going to be talking with um, Doug later in the show, um, going to make some announcements of some great events that we have coming up. And then in the first part of the show, I'll be talking with Helen Cariotis, who's the president of NADOI, the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. And I'm really looking forward to talking with her. But before we bring Helen on... I want to just uh, make some announcements. This Saturday, September 6th, the Skagit River Salmon Festival is happening at the Swinomish Casino and Lodge, and Puget Sound Dock Dogs will be flying high and performing for the spectators there. Uh, They are hosting a fundraiser for Chase Away Canine Cancer, an organization that was founded by one of their members. And it's a great organization. They've raised a ton of money, like almost a million dollars by now for uh, canine cancer. And um, Puget Sound Dock Dogs, I'm going to be emceeing that event, and I can't wait. It's a blast. I've done it before uh, this Saturday, September 6th, 11 to 6 p.m. at Swinomish Casino and Lodge. It's up north, and it's the Skagit River Salmon Festival. If you want to find out more about that, go to skagitriverfest.org. Puget Sound Dock Dogs also has another event as part of Issaquah Salmon Days, which is October 4th and 5th this year, 10 to 6 daily. Salmondays.org is the website, and they will be uh, doing their thing. It's so fun to watch these dogs. If you're not familiar with Dock Dogs, it's um, dock jumping, like a dock jumping competition uh, where the dogs run on a long dock and then jump into a huge pool of water that they set up just for the event. And it's basically a long jump where the dogs um, get, you know, their jumps get measured. And it's really, really fun. And they also have a high jump event 
where the dogs try to jump up high and grab a um, bumper that's hanging. And um, it's so fun to watch. It's really exciting. It's so fun for me to emcee the event and introduce all the dogs and um, have a blast with this club, Puget Sound Dock Dogs. They're great. So come and say hi if you're at either of those events. Um, come and say hi. I'll be emceeing both of those. Thursday, October 23rd, I'm giving a talk at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. It's in the same shopping center as PCC. It's called The Art of Nonverbal Communication with Your Dog. This talk is geared specifically towards women, and I'll be talking about what does it mean to be your dog's leader, um, authentic leadership styles for women, how to use your body to communicate with your dog, and much more. So RSVP for that. This talk is free, but we do ask that you RSVP because there is limited space. So make sure you get your space reserved. You can email Randy, R-A-N-D-I, at naturalpetpantry.com, or you can call 425-739-4738. Again, that's 425-739-4738 to reserve your spot at this talk the art of nonverbal communication with your dog. And I'm really excited to give this. Uh, this is a topic I am especially especially passionate about and um, especially given that it's geared towards women. Um, Thursday, October 23rd at the Natural Pet Pantry RSVP for that. And last but not least, certainly not least, mark your calendar. November 22nd, Saturday, is our 300th episode party for the dog show Can't wait for that. We're going to have that at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland as well. They have an awesome space there for events. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have food and wine and other refreshments and lots of games. The theme is fan appreciation. So you're just going to get majorly hooked up, and so is your dog. Um, Maybe not necessarily bring your dog. Um, You're welcome to, but just in space consideration. Of course, if your dog enjoys busy events like that, then feel free to bring her, him or her along. Saturday, November 22nd, if you're listening to this show, you're invited. So please come and celebrate our 300th episode with us. Okay. Be there or be square. That's right. Be there or be a cat. <gasps> nothing wrong with nothing being wrong a cat. Nothing wrong with being a cat, Eric. Eric has three? Three cats, three yes. Cats. yeah, And a dog. And a dog. Yeah. And a turtle. Abby the Beagle. Abby the Beagle, yeah, who hurt her paw, unfortunately, this week. So kind of missed out on some walking time. But Mm -hmm. she seems to be back to uh, being her spry self. So we'll get back to those walks today. Good. 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 Glad to hear that. Okay, so let's talk with Helen Cariotis, who's the president of NADOI, the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. Helen, welcome to The Dog Show. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm really excited to be here. This is great. Good. Well, I'm excited to have you here. And I'll tell you, this NADOI, so that's the acronym for National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors, and their website is NADOI, N-A-D-O-I dot org. And NADOI is a um, certification... um, entity that's the oldest in the country, founded in 1965. And since NADOI was founded, as you know, Helen, and we'll talk more about this, there have been many others that have come. And I certainly have my opinions about the whole thing. Um, And I am actually not uh, certified and am interested in becoming a member of NADOI for sure. 
because it's a good fit for my philosophy, which is very balanced, right. uh, balanced in its approach and recognizing that every dog is an individual and should be approached as such. Um, so now you're the president of NADOI, and NADOI is the oldest, founded in 1965, and you are celebrating your 50th birthday. The organization is. That's pretty incredible. That, that's correct. Next year, mm. uh, actually, will be our 50th anniversary or birthday. Yeah. And um, as you can imagine, we're really excited by this. Um, you know, not too many organizations last 50 years. Yeah. And we're very, very proud to have been around this long time serving uh, instructors, serving trainers, um, working as a, a place uh, for resources for instructors so that they can do great jobs with their uh, students and at their schools. And we just, we, we have a lot of things that we want to uh, do that year uh, to commemorate our past as well as really showcasing to the great instructors out there what NATOI is doing right now and how NATOI can be important to them mm-hmm. and why that certification should be something that, that they would like to try for. So yeah. it's going to be a big year. We, we, we really got a lot of stuff gearing up, and uh, our annual gathering for 2015, uh, we call it the gathering because it's usually um, – we don't do the big sh- uh, trade show format mm-hmm. as some of the other orgs do. Nothing against that. Mm-hmm. But our, our get-togethers are really small, um, smaller and more like reunions. And mm-hmm. so we call them the gathering. And this, this next year, which will be 2015, the really big, important one, um, will be that first weekend in April in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. And, boy, we're, we're just really excited by that. And it's going to be an all-NADOI um, meeting, uh, all the presenters and all the programs. So uh, we're, we're, we're really happy about that. We, we, we hope that others will want to celebrate with us. Yeah. Well, I think the, the thing for me that's so impressive about an organization that's been around for f- almost 50 years now in the field of dog obedience is that the industry has changed so much. I mean, I've been doing this work professionally for 12 years now, and I can really appreciate, um, just because of what I know about how this country's relationship to their dogs has changed over the decades, that it must have been quite a different experience to be a professional dog trainer or dog obedience instructor, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, where the culture was different in this country. Dogs, more dogs lived outside, you know, not that dogs weren't part of the family and all that kind of stuff, but it just seems like it's changed quite a bit. And you've been a member since 1980. Does does that seem to resonate for you that it's really evolved? Well, a- absolutely, uh, Julie, and and I think back in the day, um, the folks who were involved in um, in instructing classes were n- not all of them certainly, but by and large, were also involved in the dog sports. They were doing AKC obedience, which you know back then that's pretty much all there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few shits and clubs were around, that sort of thing, and of course the the uh, the uh, field trial people were out there on their horses, but we never saw them. So we were just kind of out there by ourselves. And 
um, you know, it really was a whole lot of, um, you know, exploration and, and firsts and, and, and really doing things uh, that no one had done before. But I, I think that the main thing that I have noticed um, is that, and, and I think this happens anytime things kind of, you know, get their legs and get popular, people start seeing that, hey, this is not just um, a recreation. It's, it's not just a sport. There's money in it, mm-hmm. and we can get on this bandwagon and, and, you know, do something there to help ourselves. And I think this has been a big driver of so many of the, the things that we have seen come since 1965. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, I think this is the biggest change that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly not with everybody. We still have, as you know, many folks out there who are teaching for their, their local club and they're not making a dime or they're mm-hmm. working up at the shelter or, or you know, working, uh, you know, maybe doing some training or rehabbing for their rescues. And, and uh, certainly we still have those folks out there. But the numbers of, of instructors and trainers who are doing it for a fee has really, I think, blossomed and I don't have any facts or figures for this believe me so don't ask me but that's just my impression yeah well absolutely and and I you know when I first started this work there really wasn't a lot of what is available now was either just starting when I was finishing my apprenticeship or or has since started then and so I I you know was kind of right at the beginning of this I think wave and um and it is it's a huge industry I mean dogs and pets in this country is a massive industry the flea and tick industry is a billion dollar a year industry you know the pet food industry is gigantic and these are topics that I talk about a lot on the show and certainly I think, I think the flea and tick industry is a billion dollars just in Texas alone where yeah, I am probably. <laughs> And so, you know, and the reason why I think this is such a, um, like you said, a, a blossoming um, profession is because people really need help with their pets. I mean, we've got the population of dogs continues to rise, dogs who come from all sorts of different sort of hardship and need someone who knows what they're doing in order to help guide them into adulthood successfully in the case of young dogs, um, dogs that are being now brought in from other countries who are feral and it's not your typical dog. Um, and even people who just get a puppy from a breeder who's a fine dog, they need to know, how do I house train the dog? How do I teach the dog not to mouth me? How You know, all that kind of stuff, in addition to just the obedience training. So uh, there's definitely a need for it. My concern and the reason why I haven't participated in any certification until I got referred to NADOI by Jean Hample, who I've had on the show before, is because I haven't... Uh, really bought into the the limiting philosophy or I haven't, you know, it's like I could make up, the reality is that I could found an association and make up a certification program and then make up letters that you could put after your name to, to represent you as a professional, but there really isn't a standard to this industry like there is like to be a doctor or a therapist or an accountant or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's tough because it's hard to I don't know it's it's I guess sort of impossible to regulate you know despite the efforts of 
you know, really credible organizations like yours who really say, I mean, your position statement, I loved. And we'll get to that, in a, you know, in a little okay. bit. But you you're really very grounded and balanced and, you know, acknowledging that working with dogs is as much an art as a science. I loved that. And um, it's just great that and it makes sense that you've been around that, that NATOI has been around for almost 50 years and that you really seem to be the the organization that's the most grounded and balanced of all the ones that I've seen. Well, we we certainly think we are. Yeah. Um, we our official motto, uh, which is on all of our deliverables mm-hmm. uh, under our logo, is experience, knowledge, excellence. Mm-hmm. But we have an unofficial logo as well, and we kind of laugh about it, but it's it's very true. And we, we like to say that if you're good enough to get into NADOI, we're not going to tell you how to instruct. Yeah. And we firmly do believe that. And I'm glad you mentioned some of the um, info on the website, because if your listeners are interested, and I hope they will follow up, um, this is promoted many places on our website. Mm-hmm. The Code of Ethics, the Standards of Conduct, the Position Statements, our Mission Statement. We really, really do believe that um, it is not our place to tell somebody what they can do, how they can train, what method they should follow. Um, if you come to a NATOI gathering, you'll go to dinner and very likely that you'll sit next to one of the best and most well-known clicker trainers in this country. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of you, you may have someone who is very well-known using the remote trainer. Mm-hmm. And everybody's talking together, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah, imagine that. It, imagine that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's truly wonderful uh, that we are able to respect one another for what we can do and the results that we get. Um, and not get into all of these little arguments about, you know, no, this is good, this is bad, this is not scientific, this is abuse. Uh, it truly detracts from what we all should be mm-hmm. um, doing and what we should be doing to promote our profession yeah. and put us all in the best possible light. And I'm very proud of NADOI for taking that stance many, many years ago. This is nothing recent, by yeah. the way. yeah. Um, it's, it's been our, our, our guide for many, many years. Um, and by the way, I just have to throw this out because you, you mentioned the puppy training. Uh, I, I get phone calls, uh, and emails very, very frequently from folks just interested in NADOI. And I love talking, you know, to dog people, obviously, but something that I hear over and over and over is, you know, the new, the new science of puppy training and, and boy, aren't we glad we know how to train puppies. And this is so important to address that early development. And you know what most people don't know is that a NATOI member was the first to really, I don't want to say invent because I'm not sure anything is invented in dog training, but really to recognize that value of puppy training and promote it Mm. Um, 50 years ago, and that was Milo Pearsall. Mm. And you mentioned that name, and and a lot of the, the newer folks don't even know who that was. But yes, he was. He this is what he did, and he was a NATOI member. So uh, I think a lot of times we get the, the the feeling that you know the the wheel is just being reinvented, and most of this stuff was out there a long time. You know what? I was doing it 
many, many decades ago. It didn't just spring forth mm-hmm. now because someone who's newly in the in the profession decides, you know, that they've discovered it. And so I get kind of tickled, you know, at these conversations. But this is something I hope that as we go back and really promote our history to folks, we can um, let them know about, not not to draw attention to ourselves as being so wonderful necessarily, but just to let people know that, hey, this is this is something that's been there a long time. Glad you discovered it. Um, but there have been folks doing this for many, many years. Yeah. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, the, the world now compared to 30, 40, 50 years ago, I mean, even with the Internet, if even if we just talked about that, I mean, that's just a massive, a massive thing. And a lot of thing, things about the, the, the world of really any industry, but dog training not being exempt from that is is marketing. And you can you can market any idea. And if you're really good at it. Um, it can catch on really quickly, and it's not necessarily as, you know, good as the marketing says it is. So, you know, and I always come back to dogs being the the gauge, the dogs being the teachers. I mean, I think working with dogs is constant self-evaluation, and you can't bring your ego into it very much. And I think that's where people get into the most trouble as a dog obedience instructor is when it's about them and not the dog. And it's like, okay— if I've tried something several times and the dog's not getting it when usually they do, then I need to take a step back and look at how I'm not being effective and how I need to adjust what I'm doing to fit the dog that I'm working with. And I love that that you acknowledge, you know, every dog is different. So I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I hate, you know, well, don't use this tool because, you know, they're terrible or well, I only like this tool because every dog is different. They need different things. Oh, absolutely. And and remember, too, Julie, NADOI really occupies a small niche. Our members are, obviously, they're dog trainers, but we certify dog obedience instructors. Mm-hmm. So we obviously, for that reason, are very, very concerned about teaching the owners right. of these dogs. Right. We're not just taking a dog away in a vacuum and, you know, teaching them exercises right. and then handing them over. The owner is always going to be involved, and I think this does, you know, put a different light sometimes on what we do because we have to be able to, we can do it, obviously, or we wouldn't be here, but we have to be able to translate and move that knowledge um, over to that person who can then go forward with their own pet uh, and, and the pets that they'll have in the future. And uh, this is something not everybody can do. It is, a, it is, you know, obviously a learned skill, mm-hmm. but um, it's. I think that does make it a little bit. I'm not saying it takes egos out of it, but I think if you have a a student who is not just the dog, but another human, um, you do look at things a little bit differently, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if you have a class and you've got you know ten or fifteen of them, yeah. boy, you you really have to do that. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to take a, a quick break here in a minute, but um, I just want to s- just reiterate what you said because I think it's really important because people are always like, you know, oh, you're, you know, what do you do? Oh, you're, you know, you work with dogs. And then they immediately go into like, well, my dog, da, 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 da. you know, it's kind of like the, the whole like being a doctor thing. It's like, oh, you're a doctor. You know, my foot's been really hurting me. It's like, oh, <laughs> but then, you know, then people are always like, well, you know, isn't, is dog training really people training? You know, people say that all the time. And it 
it's half of it. I mean, you, I don't think you can separate the two unless it's just somebody's clear that they just want to work with dogs and they don't like working with people. But as far as mm-hmm. what the dog-human relationship needs are people who can bridge the two species together in communication and almost, uh, you know, coach the human to be what the dog needs them to be in order to be successful. So I love that you, that NATOI focuses on that aspect of it because I think it's really important. And if it's not there, if you train the dog and give it back to a person who doesn't know what they're doing, you, it kind of stops there. So yeah. we're going to we're gonna take a yeah. quick break. And okay. when we come back, I'm going to talk more with Helen Cariotis, who's the president of NADOI, the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Now, Red, he's the damnedest dog that I've ever seen. Got a nose that can smell a two-day trail. He's a four-legged tracking machine. Hey, dog show fans. Does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray pure air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for pure air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit dogradioshow.com for a link to their website. I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice jetcityanimalclinic.com This is Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9am thanks in part to canine caviar available at Bothell Feed Center and Sierra Fish and Pets we cover the world of living successfully with your animal friends this week September 7th more time with me and open phone lines for your behavior training and healing questions plus I'll have more communication details from the animals in the news biggest recent stories I hope you'll join me for Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning 9am to noon right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice.
Like what you hear? Be sure and support the sponsors who support your favorite programs on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we're back with Helen Cariotis, who's the president of NADOI, the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. The website is nadoi.org. That's N-A-D-O-I dot org. And you can find out a lot more about this organization on their website. A lot of great information. And as Helen said, um, it's really easy to navigate. And, and the the sort of their position on philosophy and standards and code of ethics is all very easy to find. So Definitely check out their website, nadoi.org. So, Helen, now I am am interested, and I am not a, um, I have not participated in any sort of certification for, as a dog obedience instructor, I have a degree in animal science from the University of Vermont, and then I did, to get my training to be a trainer, I did an apprentice um, program from the Academy of Canine Behavior. And then really since then, it's been the dogs that have been my teachers. So, um, but I am really interested in becoming a member of NADOI because of the the balanced approach. Like you said, if, if, you, if somebody qualifies to be a member of NADOI, you don't need to be telling them what they can and can't do. I think that, you know, for the most part, it's certainly the majority by far of people in this industry that have the standard. And it's it's like said too much almost. It's like, of course, nobody's going to tolerate abusive methods with dog. I mean, you know, like that's just societally, I think, already established and, you know, this association that people have with certain training tools and all this kind of stuff, it's like you can misuse anything. You cannot use any kind of training tool and still be the biggest jerk to your dog. And that is not acceptable to me either. So, you know, I think it's about, like you said, it's about a focus on standards and ethics. Um, your um, sort of motto underneath your logo is experience, knowledge and excellence. And it's really about having high standards and respect for the industry and respect for colleagues and letting people be good at what they're good at. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing, probably outside of NADOI in the industry at large. Dog trainers get defensive really easily. And it's sort of ironic because we're coaching a, a, like a, a way, animals away from being reactive. And dog trainers can be some of the most reactive people. <laughs> so anyway, so yes, I am interested in membership. Right. And so, so, and I bet a lot of people, there's a lot of professionals who listen to this show as well. Um, now, first of all, is NADOI, okay, so national. So this is U.S. only because I do have international well, audience. I, actually, it is international. Okay. We have members uh, across the pond in, in okay. England. We have members in uh, South Africa. We have uh, quite a few members in Japan. Okay. Um, Japan is really big on, on dog obedience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure other Canada, um, which would be close to to uh, y'all up there. Yeah, that's for sure. So we we definitely are open to instructors worldwide. 
Absolutely. So what does the application process look like? And we have about, you know, five or so minutes, so the abbreviated okay. version. Okay. But so what what is it involved? Okay. Uh, I would encourage uh, your listeners, uh, as you mentioned, to visit our website. Uh, on the homepage, they can click on membership, and that will take them to the area that does explain all of this. And I hear over and over and over, oh, I wish I could you know, be a member of, of NADOI, or I'd love to get that certification, but I just don't have time. Your application is so formidable. It's so lengthy. I, I, ju- I can't write a book. Um, you know, I, I, this is just too much for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I tell folks, if this is something that is good, it, that you're good at, you're experienced, uh, and you are the kind of instructor that NADOI is looking for, mm-hmm. this is just going to flow. Yep. You will not have to work at this. Yep. It's the folks who are, they're going to struggle if they're not sure of what they want to say and how they want to present it. And we are looking for instructors who can instruct clearly, who can explain things in a way that folks can understand, yep. who know how to break things down into to pieces so yep. that everyone is successful. Um, and basically that application is going to be, it's going to be comprehensive. It's going to be long. It's basically an essay. You do have the option of um, submitting a DVD for a portion of it. I think right now it, it is the um, healing part of the, the exam, and uh, but I believe that is still optional. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some writing involved, but it, we've made it very, very easy. Our, our membership administrators are excellent at what they do. They've recently rewritten the entire application. Um, it's all online. In other words, you can just sit out on your patio with your laptop, plug in your answers in a field, save it, come back the next day, send it all electronically. It could not be easier. Mm-hmm. And for the new generation, they're all out there on, on all of their um, their computers and their devices. Uh, you know, we're trying our best to make it easy for these folks. I think back when I did mine, and I'm not going to make this up, I think I typed it on my old Smith Corona, <laughs> uh, which you probably don't know what that is. But, uh, <laughs> um, That's so a typewriter. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so we do, it, it's not meant to be easy, but it's meant to be um, easy to, to, to surf or to use or to navigate. And we do have two classes of membership. So if you have not been in the business or in the field a long time, don't despair. Uh, we have a, a membership category, which we call provisional, mm-hmm. and you need two years' experience to, to take the test for that. You will not be certified, but you do get everything else as far as all of the resources, right. being able to come to the meetings, um, you know, take advantage of, of the webinars and, and uh, the email lists and that sort of thing. For certification, which is the big membership, Yes, you do need five years experience. Um, you need to have worked with a minimum of, uh, of 100 dogs, 104 class hours. If you're a private instructor, you can still do this. You're not left out, but you need, I think it's 200, uh, close to 300 hours working with dogs. Um, but it's all there on that website. So mm-hmm. folks can go through uh, that procedure. There's even a little... Um, uh, way to plug in all of your your hours to figure out a formula if you qualify. So we try to make it as easy as possible. If you're still not sure, 
you can send an email to our membership administrators. They will absolutely help you. They, we want members. NADOI is actively recruiting excellent instructors. We don't want anyone to shy away because they think, oh, my gosh, it's too hard. I can't do this. Yes, you can if you're a great instructor. If you have that experience, try it. We'll help you. Mm-hmm. And we really are encouraging uh, applications at this point. And the Absolutely. website is nadoi.org, N-A-D-O-I dot org. Dot org. I'll yes, very post, easy. I'll post that information on our webs on our homepage. Thank which is, you. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, my my, if they if they happen to click on just the info button there, I think it's info at nadoi.org. Those emails come directly to me. Okay. Uh, and I love talking to dog people. I you know. Uh, it, it's just the high point of my day to be able to talk to these folks. So we want people to call up. We want people to ask questions. Don't be hesitant if you're not sure about something. Um, and then once you are a member, you can get those additional certifications. We've got puppy novice open utility tracking, agility. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else is on there now. Um, so there's a lot there that you can qualify for. All of these certifications make you look professional in your community and and it's well worth having and that's the thing that is i think something that the industry needs and also a place where like you said there's some um certification sort of programs or organizations that that really do have an established you know rather lengthy process and others not as much and they're just kind of capitalizing on the industry and and, and the need for that. So, um, you know, it's nice yeah, that... Yeah, and if, I hate to interrupt, but yeah. one thing that's really important about our application is you are not taking a computer multiple-choice test. Right, right. You are actually writing stuff down or submitting a DVD that is going to be seen by your peers, mm-hmm. people who do this for a living or who instruct at a club, uh, who are very experienced. Our examiners have many, many years of experience. So personally, if I were going to try for something, I would want that versus just, you know, a machine that might not understand the nuances of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, taking yeah. a te- a multiple choice test does not make a dog obedience. And, you know, mm-hmm. trainer, instructor, dogs are living animals. Like you guys say, it's more of an art than a you know, than anything else. And I think it's great that it's people really have an opportunity to sort of flow with what what they're about, what they do, what their approach is, and really give NADOI a feel for who they are and how they work. So we are out of time. And I could I could be here for hours and we could just chat more and more. But um, I'll definitely, you know, I'll be in touch um, hopefully soon with um, as I get my application submitted to you guys. Again, it's the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors, N-A-D-O-I, NADOI.org is the website. And uh, let's keep in touch, Helen, and let me know about yeah. your Thank events you that so are coming much, up. Julie. And Yeah. And I will look for that application. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. You have a great day. All right, you too. When we come back, I'm going to talk with Doug Hexter, who is the founder of Woof Tracks. It's an app that you can get that every time you take your dog for a walk, it donates money to a rescue or shelter. How cool is that? You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. As much as I love you, you may think. 
my dog will always come through All he asks from me is the food to give him strength All he ever needs is love and that he knows he'll get so I Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist, and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Pure Air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely. It's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine, plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness. Pure Air is safe enough to spray directly onto people, animals, or use in the bath or laundry. Pure Air is perfect for dealing with dire situations, refreshing your dog between baths, or just before company comes. Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E.com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we're back now with Doug Hexter, who's the founder, Doug, of Wolf Tracks. Is that accurate? Co-founder. Thank you, Julie. Co-founder. Your motto, which is what caught my eye, is take your walk for a dog, and we'll talk about what that means rather than take your dog for a walk, which is what we say all the time on The Dog Show. What a great day to take your dog for a walk. Wolf Tracks is an app that you can download to take your walk for a dog. And what that means is that it's a program that is a dog-powered fundraising tool for animal shelters and rescues. So now how does that work? How can people take their dog for a walk and in doing so raise money for an animal shelter or rescue? Well, thank you, Julie. Um, It's, uh, at least for the user, a pretty simple thing. You would uh, use the app and you would hit the Start Walking button uh, after you've already selected whatever shelter or rescue you want to select, we have about 5,000 in the system okay. throughout the United States. And uh, just walk your dog as you normally would outside. It currently only works 
outside. Not okay, inside, good, on good to know. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then for every time you walk your dog, and we do this in the, uh, the more people walking for a, a particular shelter and rescue, the more we will donate. And this is, a, this is funded uh, originally by some investors, and we are also having advertising and sponsorship on the app. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and the I, Thank you. Yeah. So what a cool thing, because you're potentially motivating people to not only get themselves outside for a walk, but also with their dog. And then in doing that, so they're going to get the benefit of the exercise and the fresh air and the dogs get the benefit of the mental and physical exercise as well and getting out with some quality, you know, for some quality time with their human all great important things for a happy dog. Um, but then every time they do that, you're creating donations for an animal shelter or rescue group. And you said there's about 5,000 to choose from all over the country. Um, now, Exactly. exactly. Now, does somebody have to be walking with a dog specifically? I mean, is that... Like, no. no. The app lets you put your dog into the app and even put a picture in there and breathe in the dog's name. Okay. But no, of course not. You don't need to be walking with a dog. And in fact, we do hear from many of our users who say, I don't have a dog right now, or my yeah. dog's too old to go for a walk, but mm-hmm. no, it's absolutely fine. Um, but I would say the majority of our people are um, walking their dogs. We have some people walking cats and other animals as well, <laughs> all in support of dogs everywhere. Cool. And as you said, the take your walk for the dog, our motto, the rest of the, the motto is it's healthy for you, your dog, and your local animal organization. Yeah. Well, that's great. The website is Woof Tracks, and that's W-O-O-F-T-R-A-X dot com. And uh, so people just go to the website to download the app, and then they can also, where well, else can they download the app? Well, the apps are both on the Android, the Google Play Store, and the Apple App Store, but okay. the links to both directly are from the top right corner of our website. So that's usually the best place to go, and then they can read a little bit about the program Great. and learn more there. And it looks like you have a little tab up top that says that it's been over a half a million miles walked for local shelters so far. Actually, that's um, uh, uh, we've just passed 750,000 miles. Oh. Unfortunately, we have to update the website. Time to update uh, that so number. Three, three quarters of a million miles out wow. of last week have been walked in all 50 states for over 3,300 rescues and shelters now. So our website's great. slightly out of date. We awesome. We'll get that update. <laughs> well, that's great. It's such great work. Now, what was the inspiration for this? You know, do you have a dog? I mean, how did you think of this? Well, I've been working with a partner of mine uh, down in Baltimore, actually, who's a real big dog enthusiast, and we were kicking around the idea of an app that would let you track how far people you walked your dog. Uh-huh. There really wasn't anything good out there, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been fun, And but we decided, well, how are we going to really incentivize people to want to use this? And just in kicking it around, came up with the idea that let's see if we can get donations. Let's see if we can fund these donations through sponsorship and advertising and get a large user base because there are millions of people, as you know, walking their dogs every day. So we're not asking people to do anything that they're not already doing, although we hope maybe people might walk a little further and 
we do get tremendous emails that say, I am now walking three miles a day. I used to only walk one because of your app. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and so basically that, that was the genesis of the idea, and we decided to test it. We tested it with the Baltimore Animal Shelter, which is right behind Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. and just to sort of see if anybody would want to do it, whether the shelters and rescues would want to promote it. And it's grown um, a thousandfold since then. Awesome. It's um, almost a year ago now. Wow. And we've got um, uh, you know, tens of thousands, almost 100,000 people walking uh, in all 50 states. And we have some people walking overseas in support of local shelters. We are in the United States. We're not yet international, although we do get emails daily from people throughout the world saying, can we do this for shelters in other countries? And right. That's our project for next year. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's called Woof Tracks. W O O F T R A X dot com is the website. I'll post a link to it on our homepage, which is dogradioshow.com, and also on our Facebook page and all of our outlets. And it's a great app where you download the app. You can download it from the website, or you can also get it on Google Play or the App Store for um, Apple products. And you just make a profile for your dog, or if it's even, I understand, even if it was a dog that you used to have, you could even sort of do it in honor of them and um, and then just would log on every time you start your walk, and then it just kind of tracks your walk, and then then you, you kind of get at it. Right, and if you forget to turn it off, Julie, it'll auto, it, it, it will turn itself off after a few <laughs> minutes when you've stopped walking. You walked 100 miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, I think it's a great idea, and thanks for inspiring people to take their dogs out for walks, probably more than maybe they would, and themselves, and then also just raising money for shelters and rescues who really need it. And I hope that my listeners download your app from either Google Play or the App Store or from your website, wolftracks.com, and get walking. So, Well, thank, thank you very much. I know we have several major rescues and shelters in the Seattle area who are um, already promoting the app. So. Ah, awesome. All right, wolftracks.com is the website. Doug, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Jill. All right. Okay, so before we go today, again, um, the events that I have coming up. And if you're just tuning in and you missed either part of my conversation with Doug with Woof Tracks or before that with Helen Cariotis, who's the president of NADOI, the National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors, you can listen to this show archived on our website, dogradioshow.com. You can also download it for free from iTunes. You can go to our Facebook page, which is The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and I also post all of our episodes through SoundCloud, so you can actually just click play from our Facebook page, and that's a really easy way to listen as well from your computer. Lots of easy ways to listen to The Dog Show. We are coming up on our 300th episode, uh, which is really exciting, uh, in November. November 19th will be our 300th episode, which means we're having a party. So November... 22nd, which will be the Saturday following that that 300th episode, we're going to have a big party at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. If you haven't seen this space, it's a beautiful space, lots of room for people to hang out and socialize. I'm going to have a DJ there. We're going to have food and wine and gifts 
and raffles. My mom is already making some dog show dog blankets, which is exciting. Um, All sorts of cool stuff that we'll be giving away. The theme is fan appreciation. This show would not exist without an audience. And I'm just really basically throwing a party for you all who have supported us over the last almost 300 episodes now. So if you can come, please do. If you're listening to the show, you are invited. Um, It's going to be at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, which is in the same shopping center as the PCC. It's called Houghton Plaza, H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Um, and that's November 22nd. Before that, Thursday, October 23rd, is a talk that I'm going to be giving at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland as well. It's such a great space. I just want to hold all my events there. Um, the talk is called The Art of Nonverbal Communication with Your Dog. And this talk is geared specifically toward women. Everybody's welcome, of course, talking about what it means to be your dog's leader Uh, authentic leadership styles for women, how to use your body to communicate with your dog, and a lot more. This is going to be an awesome talk. I can't wait. Thursday, October 23rd. There's no charge for this talk, but we do ask that you RSVP to make sure that you have a spot reserved because it is going to fill up. So email randy, R-A-N-D-I, at naturalpetpantry.com, or you can call 425-739-4738. To reserve your spot. Again, that's 425-739-4738. And just say that you want to reserve your spot for that talk on Thursday, October 23rd, The Art of Nonverbal Communication with Your Dog. I can't wait to give this talk. This is something that I've, uh, a conversation I've refined over the last 12 years of doing this work and working with people and their dogs and mostly women over the years. And um, it brings up a lot of great conversation about Women in leadership, being assertive, women's relationship with their bodies, how to use your energy and presence um, in a really uh, sort of um, relatable way. And um, it's great. So do come to that. Puget Sound Doc Dogs has a couple events coming up that I'm emceeing for. So much fun. Um, Come by and say hi. Check them out. Doc Dogs is so much fun to watch. Dock diving for dogs. It's a competition. They're jumping off of a dock into a pool of water and being measured how far they jump. It's so fun. Skagit River Salmon Festival this Saturday, September 6th from 11 to 6. I'll be there. Skagitriverfest.org is the website. And then also Issaquah Salmon Days, October 4th and 5th, 10 to 6 daily. Salmondays.org is that website. Puget Sound Dock Dogs will be at both events and I'll be emceeing for them on both of those days too. Eric? Yes, indeed. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> Thank you. And you do as well. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for the dog show with Julie Forbes. Awesome. I'm sure we're going to get in a lot of dog walking time in between. I hope so. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening to the dog show with Julie Forbes.